Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome everyone to the Gaming Podcast Live. This is the first gaming podcast of DigiPride 2021. Are we excited? I am. I'm sure Mia is my lovely co-host who seems to be joined by a fluffy tail going on the bottom of the screen. And it's your turn to be on mute this week. Yes. What do you mean I have to unmute you? You muted me. I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. It muted. Like, I didn't touch any. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hi. Hello. How are you doing today? Thank you for right. ruining DigiPride. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch anything. That was you. Okay. Hi. Yes, today Hello. I am joined by um, a, a lovely noisy kitten who hopefully won't oh. be making too much noise today. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. good. Happy Pride. Good. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy as well. Pride. Yes. Happy uh, Digi Pride as well. Digi Pride. This exactly. uh, wonderful, exactly. wonderful uh, exactly. special episode. Yes, the first of many special episodes of uh, the gaming magazine podcast. Yeah, Digi Pride runs all the way from the 1st of June through to the 31st of August across all of gaming magazines, uh, channels and websites and Twitch right here. We've got some fantastic panels we'll talk about in a little while. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loads of exciting things. Digital drag show, loads of things happening. Um, and course, you can find Yes, and you can find out all about that if you head to our the Digi Pride hub, which is gamingmag.com forward slash Digi Pride. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a reminder uh, for all of the of you joining us live here, this is going out live on Twitch, as you could probably tell from that like little little uh, technical hitch up before, where uh, I was so rudely muted by my co-host and didn't realize until it was too late. And now I look like an idiot. Um, you can interact with us here on the podcast, both in Twitch chat and our special Discord, the Gaming Magazine Discord, if you want to head over to there now. Uh, yes, there is the link. Now, as it's DigiPride, uh, we're not just going to be joined by one guest today because that would be too boring. It's it's DigiPride. It's, it's something special. So yeah. we have two fantastic special guests uh, for our summer podcasts. This week, our first guest is Charlie Hudson from Xbox UK. Hello, I'm just double checking. I'm not also muted. You're not is muted. No. You're not muted. You're professional. No, no, no. Treat- intro so far. <laughs> the guests are treated more uh, better than the the, the host, far more um, respect the over here. How are you both? Though you're looking magnificent. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. I'm trying oh, I forgot, I forgot to mention. Yes, I forgot to mention what an appalling friend and co-host I am. I forgot to mention at the top of the show about Mia's new new uh new visage so usually i wear glasses but i uh i went out this week to mm-hmm. trial contact lenses for the first time and i'm How wearing contact- it um uh, d- 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 painful to put them in <laughs> uh i poke myself in the eye too many too many Ugh, it's the getting um, them out that worries me i've worn glasses for like 15 years at this point and the reason i've never switched to contacts is for the the taken mm, out bit i'm not you, brave enough. have you gone to like the the, the trial things where they show you how no, to do i've it. never even tried it i'm terrified of my own eyeballs it i wouldn't do it it was horrifying. They had me take them out and put them in three times in a row. <laughs> and by the end, my eyes were like red raw. And like, because I have hay fever as well. There's just stuff streaming out of everything. Oh, and because I'm wearing God. a mask at the store, because obviously pandemic, um, I'm just like <laughs> leaking everywhere. And it's like, this is not a experience. <laughs> God, that Lovely. sounds visceral. <laughs> um, I tried, I tried, um, uh contact lenses a few years ago and i had a similar kind of effect to be honest with you i I tried to getting them in my eye was the sort of challenge um and then i finally managed to get one in and then i think my (laughs) eye kind of involuntary just sealed itself shut (laughs) 
Um, no, no, thank and you. And it's like you're not going in there again. Um, <laughs> well, and then wow. the and then the assistant was like, "Do you want to try the other one now?" And it's like, "No, no, I don't." Because this <laughs> you saw what that it one took did. Half an hour to get this in. How the how how are we going to go with this one? And then I have oh, to drive no. home. No, no. Um, I'd, so, yeah. I'd sooner consider le- lasers than putting a contact in. I won't lie to you, but I also just kind of like wearing glasses. I feel like if I didn't wear glasses now, it'd be I'd look really bizarre. So I, I really love my glasses, glasses. You're missing half the story. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really do love my my glasses. But like I, the problem that I'm having at the moment is like none of the new because it's like fashion, isn't it? Like they all new styles come into fashion mm-hmm. and then they go out. None of the glasses at the store, I feel like, suit me. I just, I okay. put them all on. I was there for about an hour just trying them all on. I was like, I hate everything. <laughs> You're that person. <laughs> yeah, I'm that person. And now they have to like put them in a machine to clean them. And I felt mm-hmm. really bad about it. And they're like, don't feel bad. We just literally <laughs> stick them all in and press a button. It's done. So It's a dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you brought me on for this special Pride edition to talk about glasses. This is my favorite yeah, topic. Welcome and to I've the, thoroughly okay. enjoyed the glasses podcast so far. Gaming podcast slash glasses, Bexay. <laughs> other other glasses companies are available um <laughs> no of course of course of course we're not here uh let's talk about some games shall we yeah um let's, let's kick off I, I, we said that you're from xbox what is it you do at xbox so specifically i am the social media manager and events lead for xbox uk and ireland uh what that essentially means is prior to this role for about three years i was just the community management i say just it's a pretty significant role it embodies mm. way more than just replying to people's shit posts and you know our shit posts i should say on twitter um there's a lot of customer support and people will be sending you messages all the time and if you're ever on twitter or instagram and you see an ad served to you by xbox uk i'm in charge of that pot of money the copy the asset specifically who we're targeting it to as well um then there's the strategy so we've got e3 coming up uh, for the past three years or at least the years when i've been in los angeles i've been sat on the floor by a bin live tweeting not, not actually i've never been in the in the microsoft theater and watched the show <laughs> i was under the stage when what's his face from john wick walked out and i was furious at my job at that point <laughs> but now as the manager that's someone else's job I get to sit and do something else and just make sure the strategy is in place. And one of the very exciting things is I got this role about a year ago, pretty much. um, And 50% of my job is events. Not been able to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so now I can. So actually, one of the really fun things about my job at the moment on a day to day basis is figuring out what events look like for Xbox UK and Ireland in the future, uh, how that differs from previous ones, what we'd like to try, what's safe for everyone and essentially what's the bottom line so we can all see each other again and start playing games. So that is me in a nutshell. Um yeah. Oh, and Xbox On's in there as well. So this, that's our uh, Twitch and our YouTube team. Uh, there's five of us. There's me, Bex, Benny, Sam, and Henry. We stream five days a week, um, early access, loads of giveaways. Almost every person in our community has won Game Pass any given day of the week. So if you're running out of Game Pass, come follow twitch.tv forward slash Xbox On because I can guarantee you'll walk away with something. So yeah, sort of a bit of everything. Jack of all trades. Heck yeah. Um, and of course, uh, Xbox UK is also uh, supporting DigiPride this year, which is absolutely 
Fantastic. They are indeed. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am, me and Robin have worked really hard on making this happen. So earlier on the year, Xbox UK, I uh, also sponsored the best indie game category at the gaming awards. So when the conversation naturally came around, did you pride? I'm already invested because I know I partake in tons of the stuff that you did last year. And so I really wanted to see where Xbox UK and Ireland could get involved this year. And I'm very happy to say the rest of the business was fully behind me. Uh, Robin, Mia, if you could see the emails we got uh, internally talking about how amazing the gaming awards was, I think the whole business was really happy to get, you know, a step further and be really involved with DigiPride. And I, the, personally, for me, if I can take over this whole entire moment, the thing I love the most is it, it means that Xbox engages and talks to our community for three months instead of just the one month which is the way it should be it shouldn't be you know beginning and ending in june and then we move on to the next beat and we don't think about pride until next year that's not how i approach it and as one of the spokespeople the representatives for the company i work for that's not the approach i wanted to take with them so digi pride was a natural fit really for my ethos and for xbox too like yeah it's, 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 it's I mean, it's just to sort of say thank you, obviously. Um, mm. But also that it, it, the whole sort of ethos of Digi Pride is lasting three months, um, mm. and it's a di- it's a direct mm. pushback at, exactly. uh, at, at too much of this June, uh, this June kind of pink rainbow washing kind of thing. It's easy we... for everyone to jump in in June, but you got to continue absolutely, that support when, exactly, when it's not yeah, a trending absolutely. moment anymore, right? Yeah, and recognize I, and I, and I think that. It, well, it just recognizes as well. No, no, no. It, it just recognizes as well that the, the logistical side of it, which is we started DigiPride last year as a result of the pandemic. Um, and I sort of thought when we did, when we put it together last year, like we, there's no prides happening. So why not let it last the three last for three months? And to be honest with you, as the three Brits sat here, um, obviously we can see Dylan uh, lingering in the background. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh no, it's it, it's 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 been on social media, but um, but it, it, particularly in the UK, and I, I think I'm right in saying in America as well. There's prides happen all the way through the summer. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, the fascination of doing everything rainbow related in June is a little yeah. Bit don't stuff it all in June. I want to see rainbows yeah. in flipping November, please. There's no reason it doesn't have to be up then, you know? Exactly. Rainbows in October. Spooky Pride. rainbows. Bring bring out the spooky Ooh. rainbows. Spooky rainbows. Rainbows. Spooky yeah. rainbows. Anyway, I move on. Let's... Yeah, it's, in, like, it's in, incredibly important that that we're queer all year round and we're recognized to be that. I know yourself, you you openly identify as bisexual. Um, yeah. Is this something that you've always been open about in the industry and on screen or...? So it's an interesting one. Um, I I really only came to terms with my bisexuality, I'd say, within the last five or six years, which is interesting Mm. because I've been in a relationship with my other half, who is unfortunately a man for 10 (laughs) years. And he's wonderful. Honestly, he's a keeper. I don't know how we made it through the boundaries, but he is phenomenal. I also have a child, my wonderful daughter, Scarlett, who is turning 10 next year. And Mm. so it sort of took a while for me to realize that my idea of like trying to ask people like, but you have to admit every single woman in the planet is attractive and they're beautiful and they're also romantic and soft and they smell great and I I sort of unpicked it and I saw myself thinking back to a lot of media I watched back in the day and I found myself more aligned or attracted or interested in certain characters like maybe there's more to me than I originally thought there was um Mm -hmm. which is something you know as soon as it clicked me I was like okay sick cool no questions I'm 100% here and I absolutely love who I am and I'm not questioning any of that But one of the things I do struggle with is whilst one of my things I mentioned earlier, my ethos is amplifying other people's voices. I do struggle with my bisexuality and its openness because especially with social media, people will see 
you know, maybe going to be a wife with a husband one day, also mm. a mum. She's straight. And, you know, it's that sort of conversation of sometimes bisexuality is erased when you are aligned mm. to one binary or the other. So whilst I know who I am and I'm happy to talk about who I am, it's difficult for me to shout who I am and be quite so uh, honest all the time because there are mm. people who who are who are trans who are gay who are non-binary who are asexual who just the actual essence of themselves is hard for people to explain other than me saying oh well i like both but please really take me seriously on one side so it's it's a situation it's a conversation i try to sit back a little bit on because i have quite a bit of privilege when it comes to that mm. um but no as i say i'm very open and i know who i am but it's yeah. tough to talk about I mean sometimes at the same time, there there are people out there, even in the LGBTQI community, that are going to try and like invalidate your your you know your lived experience and and mm -hmm. you know your wants and needs because of that whole you know you're married and stuff. And it's mm -hmm. it's very important to to make sure that you're out there and saying no, you you're you are still valid. You are still part of the LGBTQIA mm -hmm. plus community, and like the your experiences that you go through matter. So yeah, that's uh, it's it's. It's very good to 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 see you being so open about it, especially when I know there's so much pushback against yeah. uh, bisexuals. I think this is something um, I spoke to Robin about as well. One of the the interesting things, it's not happened to be a very long time, but it, one mm. moment that stood out to me is whenever I play games that have a narrative where you can, you know, romance other individuals or I'll make a passing comment on finding a, a, a female presenting character attractive or I want to have a relationship with them. Um, I remember it was so long ago. I think it might have been on Mixer, actually. Like, that's how long ago it was. Uh, someone came by and said that I was putting it on for, for the camera and just saying this. And I was just like, well, I'm not not pretending to be gay or bisexual because it makes people watch the channel or subscribe. Like I'm trying to be authentic here. I'm trying to show that there is more facets to my mm. personality than who is sat here swearing and burping on camera. And it's, I want you to know that I am comfortable with who that is. And if I am, if I am playing Skyrim and I want to marry Ayala the Huntress, God damn it, I will. Like it's not something I feel like I should restrict myself from because because perhaps the majority of people watching me are straight. Like it's all, mm. you know? It's a very weird mindset that they would say that you're putting on as if, you know, pretending to be like part of the LGBT yeah. community is going to get you more followers. Yeah. yeah. When in fact, like <laughs> usually yeah, it just gets exactly. you more hate. So yeah. I, I, you know what? I, this, I think this is a sentence I say a lot, but this is a video I saw on TikTok. Um, it was a really long time ago and I can't quote it verbatim, but uh, you know what? What's it? No, it wasn't. Oh my goodness, it wasn't. I'm rewatching Pose at the moment. And in the first season of Pose, there is a sentence that someone says to Angel and it's essentially, I believe who you are because why would you lie about choosing this? I've obviously butchered how beautiful that sentence is. Um, but yeah, like I'm not, I'm not pretending to be someone. This is who I am because a lot of people get in trouble or are victimized and are very unsafe for being public about who they are. So why would we mm. choose this if we're not actually just trying to be honest with ourselves exactly yeah. totally agree it's yeah i think a lot of people that just echoing what you just said actually to be honest with you people sort of say about like oh it's just a fad it's just a phase this whole um something that came out about sort of non-binary people the other day i think it was linked with demi lovato um okay. and, and just uh the usual selection of comments it's like oh it's just a fashionable label to apply mm. and it's like trust me 
with yeah. with the comments and the hate and everything else like there ain't anything fashionable about it's this. very mm. easy for a cement head to think they know everything about every person on the planet but if you're slightly different to them no exactly. no no exactly. it's, it's exactly. a fake you're coming back to my world and no i'm not <laughs> your world's boring um, mate. i ain't going there <laughs> So talking about obviously uh, all of this, but in the Xbox world, mm-hmm. um, how how is Xbox for supporting uh, wonderful LGBTQIA plus people? So, I mean, from the very beginning of me being in my role, I, as I've said, I'm very comfortable who I am. If, if it comes up in conversation, I'll talk about it. And I've never felt any pushback. It feels weird to say that because I would expect that there wouldn't be. It's it's 2021. Um, but internally, there is there is so much happening during June that makes me so proud. Um, <laughs> pride. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> so we have quite a lot of meetings internally. We have loads of spokespeople come through who talk about the queer experience. We're inviting, um, you know, cis or straight members of our team to join and hear other people's voices. It's very similar. Um, to, to give another comparison was last year during the um, the Black Lives Matters movement that was happening in America. Uh, mm-hmm. We we in the UK, we all took a day off and we were asked to go spend a day absorbing media that was talking about this moment and reading books mm-hmm. that were written by people with authentic uh, voices in that community. Mm-hmm. And then we all came back after the weekend and after this day and we had a meeting and we just spoke about the books we read and, and we listened to black members of our team who, who gave us their thoughts on what was happening. And it's the same thing that we're doing throughout Pride as well. And there's some celebrations. I think we have a drag performer. It's all over teams, of course. And it'd be lovely if we did this in person. Do you but, get a day yeah. off and they're sending you off to go and watch Priscilla Queen of the Desert and you have to come um, back and answer questions? That would be so good. I'll suggest that for next year. Why not? <laughs> but no, it's brilliant. It just, Priscilla it feels, and Tu Wong Fu included. back to back and then a compare and contrast essay. <laughs> as, to which one's, as to which one's better. <laughs> we have like a literary breakdown of the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so nice to to hear like how engaged uh, like Xbox is with uh, so many different causes and things. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're doing a lot of uh, stuff this year for Pride. Uh, we are indeed. A little bit about. Batman. I've actually made a note of some of it because I didn't want to miss it outright. So this mm. is it's not just what the UK and Ireland are doing and supporting Digi Pride and and everything you do. And uh, fingers crossed, you guys are going to see Xbox UK or Xbox On appear a couple times over the next three months, including I'm going to say it, but I won't say too much, Robin. Okay, there will be a big giveaway coming, so watch this space. I'm just getting the. I'm giveaway. I'm obviously punching above my weight and trying to get too many things <laughs> into this giveaway, so that's why it's taking a while. But it's going to be a good one, I promise. But Xbox is also working on, so I'm just going to reel off the following. So Microsoft is donating a total of $150,000 to LGBTQIA plus nonprofits, including the Trevor Project, Act to Change. And uh, if you are playing on your Xbox and earning Microsoft reward points, you can go on and exchange those reward points to donate to charities as well. So by literally playing games, you can donate to charities. We have a gorgeous selection of Pride gear that has been released as well. That There's like Halo and Master Chief gear. There's loads of them. Um, I like the tote bags. I've ordered yep. three tote bags. <laughs> and there's that's some really nice stickers. Honestly, they're gorgeous. It's so nice. So that's all like, go check that out. Um, Tell Me Why, if you didn't already know, came out last year. Features Tyler, who is a trans character. It's not the be all and mm-hmm. the end all the game, but we gotta salute greatness. Uh, that is free throughout all of June on console, Microsoft Store, and Steam. There is a curated list of games, movies, and TV shows that are curated by LGBTQIA plus communities at Microsoft, with some of my favorites, including Undertale, I Can Fell, and The Outer Worlds. If you didn't do Pavati storyline before any of the main storyline, 
I'm not friends with you. We, we're not allowed yeah. to talk. Uh, Gord, uh, if you play Forza as well, in Forza Horizon 4 and Motorsport 7, they have a Pride rainbow livery that you can use as well. And lastly, if you want to just represent Pride outside of June, as I shall be doing for the rest of my entire life, there's also a True Colors, it's called, profile theme and gamer picks for your gamer tag as well if you want to represent all year round for the rest of your dang life. There's absolutely loads of stuff. Um, and I know the social good team uh, over over at Microsoft US, uh, Jen Panatoni, I'm going to give a shout out directly to because she is absolutely superb, are working all the time. So this might even just be the start of everything that's happening. But I wanted to call those out specifically because I'm really happy for them. Hmm. Just a, an uh, absolutely amazing lineup of things. Um, yeah. And it all revolves around um, the Xbox Pride Hub. Um, yes. I've just chucked a link into our chat here to an article that we did on gaming about it and you can click through mm-hmm. um, and it's a nice little sort of central place where mm. where everything lives. I did want to specifically mention like the uh, the Master Chief stuff as well and how uh, how cool it is to see like a character that's mostly aligned with like one of, you know, uh, Microsoft Xbox's biggest franchises. Absolutely. Uh, which is like a huge, you know, do, get like a huge guy in like the gamer dude culture uh, just being integrated with Should all I of tell the you how there. amazing that is even further right as here's mm. some inside knowledge for anyone listening uh master chief himself comes with a big list of brand do's and don'ts did you know he's not allowed to be seen eating or oh, sitting really? down that honestly his character is so like not controlled because that sounds like it's really stable but like mm. We know what Master Chief is because we've crafted this character. So I think it's it's absolutely fundamental to point out that the fact that that they have been open to manipulating the Master Chief iconic image, as you say, Mia, and, and featuring pride flags on it is brilliant. I, I think it's mm-hmm. so cool that clearly studios have got involved and have just gone, yeah, go for it. Like the mm-hmm. Coalition as well, they've got this thing. Um, they have a punch card on Microsoft Awards. If you go redeem points in there, and play Gears 5, I think it's the multiplayer, um, then you can get flags that you can use. I'll be honest, I, d- I don't play Gears 5. It's not for me, so I'm not being very literal or specific here. But you can get any of the many Pride flags um, in Gears 5 multiplayer as well. So, so many ways that have just embedded it into the game. I've got, nope, this is a feature. Use it if you want, and if you don't, shut up about it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And they don't go away either, because the Gears the Gears <laughs> yeah, exactly. 5 Pride flags are, are there all the time, aren't they? Absolutely. Which is an- yeah. another lovely touch of, mm-hmm. of all that sort of stuff. Um, really, really quickly... Uh, just the last little thing it's also xbox 20 this year as well isn't it god yes it is Um, indeed that's an exciting time it's pretty wild and it's it's also the year that halo comes back um which you know i've i've only played halo for the first time this year i've been very open about that and i know the jokes i work at xbox and i've never played it but i've got two (laughs) games to go i've got four and five absolutely loving it so far and uh there is there is a lot of exciting stuff there is a reason why we are celebrating for six months and that's because we have too much crap to go through and celebrate (laughs) to just do it on the one day so watch this space Looking forward to it. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us uh, and talking about you and your your Mm. time and your work at Xbox. Um, And we'll see a bit more of you because you'll be cropping back up on this very channel on Wednesday uh, at 9 p.m. UK. 4 p.m. ET, 1 p.m. PT. I got that right. Um, Wait, just time. um, Yeah, Queer Voices in Games panel. I was so uh-huh. proud of myself that I got the time zones all correct. Sorry. I it's not a live podcast. It's fine. Doing. We can it's edit fine. it out easily. Yeah, it's all good. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, five five fantastic uh, voice artists, queer voice artists will be here to a panel hosted by you 
talking about the wonderful world of of voice acting in and i'll try not to nerd out the whole time just about borderlands because well you mentioned tyler Uh, well Mm. borderlands yes uh the wonderful cj strange uh Mm -hmm. and you mentioned tyler um we have august Mm -hmm. aiden black here as well so Mm -hmm. with uh, valerie loman uh, sarah elmiller and tommy earl jenkins to roll everything together it's gonna be so good thank you for having me guys she's on gears five Oh, well, there you yes. go. I feel like I've ticked all the boxes, but please have me back anytime you want me. My schedule's <laughs> completely open and I just want to talk to people, please. I've been stuck in my house for too long. <laughs> uh, Charlie, thank you again. Um, mm. And we'll see you very soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Have Bye. a good Bye, Charlie. <laughs> thank you. So lovely. What Charlie. a delight. Yeah, absolutely, absolute delight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this is a uh, it's a bit weird, a bit a bit a bit, a bit awkward because like we never usually have two guests on, so like segueing, I'm gonna have to get better about like the whole segue thing in between like transferring over to bringing somebody else in because yes. you don't really want to go okay that person's gone bring in the next guest bring in the like real a, guest I mean no the last. <laughs> like like a, like a roulette like it suddenly like brings over the curtain <laughs> reveals the next guest but after you've like booted the last one out of the door no but um i i do want to like point out how how lovely and um privileged we are to have so many wonderful uh guests with us like taking up the time taking up their personal time in order to come on and like talk about so many bloody lovely things um funny enough another wonderful lovely person is our next guest uh twitch's own 8-bit dylan oh, i clicked the wrong uh, button oh charlie's still here hold on I'm Char- there we go <laughs> Hey Dylan. We need like an applause button because like I feel like there should be applause every time yeah. a guest like comes a little, on. You know? Clapping machine yeah, yeah. Hey. How are you doing, Dylan? Good. You doing good. I also want to add and contribute to the glasses conversation. Oh, cool. Uh, that happened because Charlie started off with uh, glasses. I have to also mention glasses. Um, never had glasses, but I if there was one thing about a person that i find the most attractive this is so weird is glasses um, damn it the one day i'm not wearing them god damn it <laughs> it's like my husband teases me all the time about this but i feel like glasses make someone infinitely hotter like across the board so just wanted to contribute to the conversation like glasses they do it for me. Okay, <laughs> got it. Dylan is saying that I look ugly as shit now. So no, yeah, so. <laughs> I would never. I, I Charlie's would. still lurking in chat, um, and has agreed and co-signed. Thank yeah. you. Defo, defo. Yeah. <laughs> how how are you doing today in general? Uh, how, how's your day been going so far? It's been going great. I um, went kayaking with my husband and my dog uh, this weekend, so that was like a nice, relaxing. Your like, dog is kayaking. Yeah, how, it was yeah. interesting. What paddles? Uh, Oh no! Uh, Has a mini the, kayak. Like. Oh, I wish this is the dog's first <laughs> yeah. time. You put the legs through the middle and then you can go along. Oh my god, that's swimming so on, cute. and the little yeah. That's I would love thing. that. Um, cute. We just recently got our pupper Henry. I want to say about a month and a half ago, and so we're trying to get him out of the house and acclimated to like yeah. not being a, just a house dog and he uh was uh it was it was all right it didn't go as smooth as i was hoping but it was mm. a ton of fun and i was very relaxing weekend so far oh yeah oh yeah excellent um, 
so uh usually what we do and i guess this is a bit odd now because like we don't usually have a guest on and then start what is a, a regular podcast but that's kind of what we're doing right now uh we're gonna do our uh, weekly recap which is basically we go over all the things that we've been doing in the last two weeks since the last podcast and uh yeah i guess uh you, you can you can you can start us off robin if you'd like yeah um yeah really easy um what have i been playing recently nothing um because i've been so busy with did you try to get it all sorted <laughs> so there's the end of my weekly recap no um mm. seriously I, I have been playing a bit of uh yoshi's crafted world that's my been my kind of super cute escape go-to uh option um mm. you'll finish genuine. it at some point i guess like yeah but it's yeah. You, you know me in games i can just sort of <laughs> drop in i'll just drop in and out and play a bit of cuteness every now and again then ignore my villagers and have them swear at me when i uh when i've ignored them for a year pretty, pretty much yeah, um, I will say like my community actually attacked me today by I don't know if you know the meme where it's the the Star Wars meme where it's Hayden Christensen t- talking to Natalie Portman and it's like the four blocks where she, he yeah, says something. Yeah, I've seen that. The realization it was just uh, they replaced um, Anakin Skywalker's face with my face and saying uh, <laughs> I started a new game uh, on 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 the channel and uh, it's just Natalie Portman going great you're gonna finish it and then you're gonna finish it. <laughs> right <laughs> I, yeah i don't finish games I don't, no I don't no my games. my library just sits there hardly ever be seeing the light of day mm. um what i will do in lieu of any kind of uh real gossip about what i've been up to is actually talk about digipride mm-hmm. um digipride started as we all talk about this week uh and it's been an amazing week so far and now charlie's not here um, I can talk about the fact that Sega got in first, our other sponsor, uh, and launched their competition this week. Um, oh. So you can go right now to gamemag.com forward slash competitions and enter the, comp- the Sega competition to win a whole ton of Sonic 30th merchandise plus a 1-1 one, one Steam code that unlocks 760 games. Uh, 760 the en- games? The entire Sega back catalogue um as a prize okay uh that that sounds pretty good where where do i go again gamingmagazine.com gamemag.com forward slash competitions competitions excuse me real quick (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, let me just uh, Um, type that url in real quick absolutely Mm -hmm. every don't worry every single sponsor um and i will give a quick shout out actually while we're talking about sponsors to xbox 2k mediatonic sega sold out games and wizards of the coast um who have made this happen for us all um every single sponsor throughout the next three months will be launching uh, a dedicated competition um with money can't buy or at least you need a lot of money to buy uh competition mm. thing up for grabs um and mm. i can't talk about any of the other ones because i know what they are mostly um and they're really good uh charlie wasn't lying when the xbox competition comes out um that genuinely includes something that money can't buy and that's all i'm saying on that um what else what else what else oh yes so obviously uh in june alone we're looking at uh bitch pudding's digital drag show she's been off the air for a few months she's coming back specifically for a digipride special uh drag show We've got um, the stream panel that I spoke about on Wednesday, um, happening this Wednesday, which is fantastic queering games. Um, and then the other uh, cool thing that we've got looking forward to, obviously, with competitions, uh, we've got new merch. You might have seen our little bots rolling around talking about merch. Um, if you do thingy merch, 
um that'd be really great and uh yeah so we've got some fantastic merch available one of which is a brand new uh, game magazine logo t-shirt one is a digipride logo and one is an i love dp uh because of course that stands for digipride uh t-shirt as well so you can profess your love for dp um at at your leisure um by wearing a t-shirt that literally has i heart dp underscore digipride underneath it um because it's digipride dp digipride uh-huh. Did you pride? Yeah. Enjoy. Did you <laughs> Stoic Nod in the chat has actually said DP is the best. And he's right. Digi Pride is the best. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, Stoic. You're absolutely, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I've heard uh-huh. many of my friends are big into DigiPride, DP. They're really, yeah. really big. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm. We all love DigiPride. Yeah. I mean, people find it a bit tough at times, but they really, if you commit to it, DigiPride is really good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have so, like a, a good lead in, like, um, some some small performance or something to like make sure to make it a bit easier to yeah. digest DigiPride. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. I get confused sometimes because some I I see people online like saying like man seeking DigiPride, and I'm just mm. like, well, it's it's not that hard. You just go well, to gamingmag.com. Yeah, happens yeah, June to August. If you DigiPride. if you if yeah. you're seeking DP in December, you've got a long time mm-hmm. to wait. But exactly. Yeah. In, 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 <laughs> however, like all good things with DP, if you wait long enough, it will come. It's very true. And sometimes if it doesn't, there might be a problem. You can try again. <laughs> try again, try again in, in like, you know, a few days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four hours. Exactly. It, it, it is uh, inevitable. Uh, <laughs> So, um, I think that's all the uh, the Digi Pride DP updates that I've got. Um, okay, Mia. cool. Let's throw um, to you on the, on that awkward link. Yeah. Let's go uh, you. So this week I've been doing a lot of stuff, um, Pride related stuff, because you know it is Pride. Happy Pride, everybody! Uh, I've been doing you know a lot of a lot of gay things, um, including uh, raising money for uh, the appropriate charities. I actually did uh, a charity live stream the other day and raising money for. Um, Trans Lifeline, fantastic charity. Um, I think that was uh, through Peer to Peer's like fundraiser. They ended up raising, I think, well over like ten thousand dollars, which is Hell insane. Yeah. I can't remember what the actual end was. End thing was on that end amount. But um, uh, during that, I, I stupidly made a promise that uh, if if we got to a certain amount um, in the uh, in the time, wait, no, 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 it was, it was well more than uh, ten grand. It was just ten grand when I did it, and then. Not just me, but the people by the time I'd, I'd, I'd done it. And I think it's well over like 20 grand now. It's somewhere above that number anyway. And I think they like doubled the amount. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I stupidly made the um, the promise that that I might uh, buy a specific Lego set and build it on stream if we hit uh, a number. So um, I also did 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 that. I, I, uh, I paid for overpriced plastic um and and put it together uh it's so cute though it is it is mine's arriving tomorrow (laughs) it is it is very cute and like if those eagle-eyed people watching the stream live would have seen the uh it's in the background right there just just out of focus um but yeah it's uh it, it was not a complicated build and but it was uh it was definitely overpriced it was like uh 31 pound 35 pound including postage but uh somebody suggested because i i don't plan on keeping this so maybe like i'll i'll raffle it off a charity or, or something like that maybe i don't know at some point but that might that might happen and then just uh, give all those proceeds um i think they are like giving their proceeds to uh lego to to a specific charity but I, yeah I, they didn't um, specify how much or i think or it's a tra- i think there, it's a trail so. project again 
Mm, um, mm. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I've been completely distracted by um, one of the rogue bots that we've got rolling around that I thought I'd fixed, but it seems to oh, come up. And you please rest assured this. You, <sighs> you were you. short and you'd fixed it. Well, I'd, I hadn't, obviously, because <laughs> this one works. What the thing guessed works. Like it All has right. the right information on. There you go. Mm-hmm. But the timer is. So we're not joined by Glen Angel. Uh, this is still 8 bit Dylan. Glen um, is amazing. Glenn, Glenn is, is amazing, amazing, and we had a hilarious time last last week. Last, See, last what happened was this is the first this is the first time I interested updating bots and timers. Yeah. To uh to Robin, I think he yeah. forgot about the timers. I think I forgot the timer. No, I think in my defense on stream elements, I, you always have to scroll down to click save. The save button is always under the bottom of the screen for me. You do. So I, that is I enter in. And I have to scroll and then click save. And I, mm-hmm. for, I think in this instance, I forgot. I forgot to. Right, we're just. Uh, it'll be so for the remainder of the, the podcast. Uh, unfortunately, you're just going to see Glen Angel rolling around. But please, in your mind, replace that. Um, Lovely human with, being, uh, anyway. Exclamation yeah. point! Guess for the uh, the real guess. Oh uh, bloody yeah. hell! The the <laughs> bloody the stupid bot even got. I've got that wrong as well. Well, go follow <laughs> Glenn as well because Glenn is yeah. amazing. Go and follow and... Glenn. Sod Dylan. Leave him out of it. Just go and follow Glenn. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, I don't do this full time anymore. Anyway, <laughs> I like streaming. It's, it's hobby. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, what else have you done? <laughs> what else have I done? Okay. Well, I actually played uh, played Biomutant as well. Um, the the, uh, the the people over at Biomutant nice. sent me an early code for it, and I played it, and I I disliked it heavily. Um, that game's got some issues, some some big issues. Um, it's it was very glitchy. It didn't run very well on my PC for starters. It was like stuttering. I think it has some issues like with optimization on like AMD chipsets in general. Uh, but it does. It just it just didn't feel good it tries to do this like arkham asylum style combat system but instead of like having like the dodge mechanics where i think in batman it actually puts the the indicator over your head so you know when to press it it puts them on the enemies and not only do you have to be facing the enemies for it to work uh you have to press it like the the window to actually press the like the button to like deflect the attack is like so short it's one of the worst things I've played this year, and that's saying is it something. relative to their distance as well? Because sometimes with these things, they're kind of scaled to the size of their head. But yeah, um, no, it's so they're further away. Tiny, you can't see the button the that you're meant to head. press. Them. And if the camera is so pointed weird. the other way, you yeah. can't block anything. Like it doesn't work anything like it would do in something like Batman, where it's just over your head. When you press the button, yeah. it automatically does something. It's like they they wanted to do a bunch of things, but they got too big for their boots because it's this massive mm-hmm. like open world game, and you're this. I think it's like post-apocalyptic, and you're this uh, creature which has evolved over time. Like all the creatures now can like speak to each other, and it kind of feels like a 90s platformer game with the way it presents the mm. the, the world and you talk to each other a bit like banjo kazooie like characters talk and it goes <laughs> but um that would be fine if there wasn't a narrator right after that after they do their little you know their their little spiel who translates everything they're saying after they've said it oh god and that gets oh. so mind-numbingly <laughs> annoying um I, I I could only play it for a couple of hours before I turned it off and, and just said, no, this this is this is not for me. It's very floaty. It kind of feels like a platformer, even though it should have a lot more weight to the characters and a lot more weight to the combat. It just didn't feel right. Um, but yeah, it, it just feels like, I know it's an indie studio and what they've achieved there in terms of like the look and like the world and stuff, It it's it's super cool. Um, but it, it just, it's like a lot of other games, it's released like 
pretty much in a broken state and it doesn't feel good so yeah i didn't really like biomutant all that much um and that upset several members of uh my chat unfortunately who are super super looking forward to it and i guess that devil probably never sent me another game again but that's fine (laughs) um i've played a lot of final fantasy 14 jumped back into that as well um just loving it i uh picked up the start of the stormblood expansion where i left off every time i get to the end of expansion there's always like a gap of like a bunch of quests and i leave the game for about a year just because it's such a boring slog to get through but um other than that actually going through the actual story parts the it's it's really entertaining and they 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 build a a super interesting world although it gets a little bit too political and boring at times was like i don't really care about the fantasy politics of you know like people versus dragons and like they're having a civil war against the empire it's nice to take down a bunch of fascists don't get me wrong you know like going and punching them in the face and, and destroying them. And they've also introduced this really, really cool um, character whose name I forget. I think it's like Xenos or something like that. But he just walks in and absolutely decimates um, like an entire your entire party, which is absolutely fantastic for world building. So I'm super excited to see where it goes because uh, we have the uh, new expansion coming out, Endwalker, in November. And I just want to catch up before uh, before that happens. But... I've actually been enjoying playing a game again, which is really fun because I've been playing it with with like my friends offline too, and not just streaming it. Xenos is awful. Oh, I I think he's uh you know he's a it's a pretty cool design too. He has this big kind of like gun holster of swords, really weird, very very you know Final Fantasy, very Japanese. But yeah, that's uh that's mostly taken up most of my week. I've just been running raids with people and um and and making people very very angry uh by not following the rules of the raids and uh, and uh just just ignoring the, the the crazy people in chat who who get uh, annoyed at me when i don't know what exactly what i'm doing but uh yeah it's been fun it's been fun so uh dylan what have you been up to this this week yeah. this, well in general um outside oh actually i'll, I'll tag on because it's related to yours i've also been getting mm. back into final fantasy 14 hell yeah um I was a big WoW head mm. when uh, I was like trying to get back into WoW. And with Shadowlands, I've realized I only really like MMORPGs for the story and not mm. so much like a, a lot of the systems and mechanics. So I fell off Shadowlands pretty hard after I finished the base storyline. And I was like really itching to play another MMORPG. And I had tried so hard to get into Final Fantasy 14, but that first uh base game slog is so hard because Mm. like that story is just it just it takes a long time to get there so i was like you know what i'll i'll get back into it we'll see and i have been enjoying the hell out of it i finally beat uh realm reborn and i'm like Mm. like you i think stormblood is the next one or i think Uh, well it's uh heaven's ward after realm reborn So which means that board. you are currently in the gap, which is the worst experience um, out of anything I've played during Final Fantasy XIV. So just like just drive through it because I think there was like a really long period of development between the end of A Realm Reborn and when Heaven's Ward came out. So they just kept releasing patches with loads of different like yeah. fetch quests in there. You're going to have to do a lot of that, unfortunately. Yeah, um, it, was, it was strange. I feel that because... Uh, some of the side missions they have you go on. I'm trying not like everyone's like, don't do the side missions, don't do the side missions, only do the main story missions. But the completionist to me is like, <laughs> but I really want to see the story there. And mm. um, 
I know like when they have like a blue indicator above their head, if you finish the storyline, it unlocks something. So when you hit level 50, it adds like a hundred plus different ones of those. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let's just power through. Let's just try and get to, through the main story. So on top of that, I have been playing Mass Effect for the very first time. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'd love uh, to hear what your thoughts on, on Mass ooh. Effect as someone okay. who played the originals and played a little bit of the um, the Legendary Edition. That came yeah. out. So I have, uh, my husband is a super hardcore Mass Effect fan and I have somehow avoided through all my years of gaming spoilers completely about Mass Effect. I don't know the universe. I don't know mm. the story. I don't know the ending. All I know is people were mad about the ending of Mass Effect 3. It's all I know. I don't know why. I don't know anything. So I was like, you know, this is going to be really fun to play through this for the very first time. Mass Effect 1 might be my one of my favorite games of all time that I have streamed on Twitch because mm. I'm doing a full lore run. And so I'm reading every single codex. I'm reading every single dialogue option to really invest myself into the universe. And oh, it's so good. <laughs> the Mass Effect universe is so good. There's so many nuances and political strifes. And every single alien race has a like Bible of text of just like info dump of hmm. um, information that I'm enjoying so much. So I've been uh, going through that and it's been a very enjoyable ride. I'm just curious, what are you, what were your thoughts when you first played through it? Um, like I, well, it's, it's a really long time ago now. The first time I played through, I think was back when they originally came out. So I remember like buying my Xbox and I think I got it for like, 20 quid on top of my purchase like it was an add-on and like i remember i didn't play it for months but as soon as i did it's like this fully realized well mostly realized universe of just like all these different races and there there's so much info on them and you can pretty much go anywhere and do anything but i remember getting to the citadel and then not knowing what i had to do because i i wasn't very good yeah. at like following uh, uh directions back then and just literally just like not playing the game for about six months until I came back to it <laughs> and then decided to continue it. But um, those games are great. The first one has some issues. I know I spoke uh, briefly about this on the last podcast. Um, the combat in the first game isn't amazing, uh, but yeah. the story and like the amount of things that you can, like the, the way that you can control the story of your character and decide whether you want to make them good or bad uh, is really, really cool and unique. Um, other than obviously the Dragon Age series, but like Bioware tends to do it better than pretty much anybody else that I've I've seen with those kind of um, alignment charts, whatever you would call that. Yeah. Um, I've I had a lot of fun with them. I'd say definitely the the second one is probably my favorite in the series. Um, I can't wait until you get there. How far along are you in the game? Uh, I'm about to hit. I think it's called Novaria or ah, yes. Everyone is like, ooh, super excited to see you do Novaria. I've been wrapping up a lot of the side missions mm. because unlike what most of my chat says, I've actually been enjoying the Mako. Um, I actually I yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the Mako, like that original cool. thing. It like they probably fixed a bunch of stuff in, in the remake version, but it used to be like buggy as hell it would like flip out and like you try and go up a hill and and <laughs> just literally end up going backwards or upside down all kinds of things i'm not sure how does it handle uh to you so i 
everyone was like, it's a rite of passage if you flip the Mako. And I mm. think they made it to where it's almost impossible to flip the Mako now. Um, it it actually hasn't been too bad to like um, traverse. It reminds me of like, the remastered version reminds me of what No Man's Sky was when it first came out, where there's like these desolate voids of like no trees and just topography. And that's basically it with like maybe one or two animals. So it it feels like that. Um, but otherwise, I, I've been loving it. The story is great. The Mako is great. It gives me time to chat uh, with my community while I'm on the Mako, which is like perfect for me because the game is so story driven. You have to read mm. stuff. Mm. Uh, just give me two seconds. This yeah. is incredibly unprofessional of me, but I, I think it's just come up. Two seconds. No, you're good. Um, um, oh, I was going to say... Uh, Another thing outside of gaming that I've been doing uh, recently is um, I just recently bought the Junji Ito manga collection, and nice. I'm I'm a huge horror fan. I love horror movies, love horror games. I've been doing Fright Night Friday on my channel for the last like six plus years, so I've consumed a lot of horror content. But what I haven't done is consumed a lot of horror manga, and so I was like, well, we have to start with like the the pillar within that community, Junji Ito. And I've been reading through Uzumaki, which is this like horror story about a spiral. And oh my God, I'm like, this is transformative. I, it's hands down my favorite manga I've ever read. It's so good. Um, I'm, I have to admit, I'm sort of sitting here as someone who's not a manga or anime kind of person. But ha that being said, um, I should have mentioned in my weekly recap, actually, um, I actually went to go and see Demon Slayer um yeah. in 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 the cinema in an actual cinema um the first time in in a sort of cinema screen i think now for almost 18 months for us in the uk um and yeah i didn't have a clue what was going on um but i, I my, my my boyfriend had kind of crashed me through at least sort of the first 12 episodes um of the tv series but then he was then the movie happened and i sort of managed to sort of jump into it, it beautifully done absolutely amazing i love the artwork uh involved with kind of like anime and manga um but i i just doesn't quite connect with me in terms of the sort of storytelling side of things um oh but yeah thoroughly enjoyed that interesting about horror what's how is it sort of horrorful what's the horror twist for for manga yeah so uh in Junji Ito's case, there's, uh, I'm a sick individual, so there's a lot of body horror, and I love body horror when it comes to like anime and manga. It, I find it like fascinating. Um, that I think that's why growing up, I really liked Alien, hmm. um, like with um, Ridley Scott, because there's this like weird romance between like a face hugger on your face and like it the chest burster and yeah. i'm just a sick individual i really love <laughs> that kind of stuff and like i love practical effects and all that jazz so it's like right up my alley and so reading through junji ito's uh manga it's very much that there is like body horror all over the place and like really creepy stuff i sat there at night thinking i was like i don't think i've ever read a book that really made me like creeped out this one mm. i was like thinking i was like ooh. Ooh, that's really terrifying to think about. Like some which stuff uh, which which Junji Ito have you been reading? Uh, I just started Uzumaki, uh, mm. and um, I never want to look at a spiral the same way ever again. Yeah, yeah, I've not read it myself, but like from everything I've heard about, like uh, Ito's work, it's like he just like it's more psychological and gets inside yeah. your head than anything else, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like one of those things where something that's super mundane becomes uh, terrifying. So, mm. uh, and how people can get fascinated with the silliest of things. And when their fascination becomes obsession, um, I oh, love it, love it. Um, but outside, outside of manga, um, I've been playing through obviously Resident Evil Village. Um, I'm just about to beat that game. It's that's uh, all right. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like crazy for Lady Dimitrescu and mm. all, all of the stuff that happens within Village. In my opinion, it's uh, I feel like seven was a bit stronger than eight so far, and I'm I'm at like the last act of the game. Um, I'm curious. Did y'all play Village? I did. Yeah, I'm. I really enjoyed it. I didn't play seven, but I've seen like playthroughs of it, and I feel like it. It's doing very different things. Um, because to me, like eight definitely feels like more of a love letter back to uh, an action oriented Re- Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Four. I mean, it's pretty much Resident Evil Four in a different coat of paint with like a different character and story. So, um, I really enjoy that because I just super super enjoy like Resident Evil Four. So it was just hitting like certain nostalgia things for me. Like, uh, but yeah, yeah, I can I can see how you would say like it's not as strong in some of the elements as it would be with seven because they seem to have like shifted that focus again. Um, and I think they do the same thing from like the RE2 remake to the Resident Evil 3 remake as well. Like that was definitely more action orientated, which is super, super odd to me. Uh, I just, it's, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but um, the, the future direction of the series I don't, I don't worry about it so much. It's, it's, it's a little bit, well, it's Resident Evil. It's always convoluted. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it next because it ends in a certain way, uh, which I won't, again, talk about. But um, okay, I, I'd love to hear what you think about the game once it's over. Yeah. That's what that's what people have been telling me. They're like, just wait until wait until you beat it, then then mm. think about it. Like think about the game as a whole. So I'm 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 really excited. I'm hoping to finish it on Friday and really um, see how everything plays out. And then a sleeper hit that I feel like has been taking storm in my life is Knockout City. I don't. I see. Know. I've I've not done. I've not played any of this, but I've seen everybody talking about it. Mm. Is it like? what is that like I, so I see the videos it's like is this dodgeball but on rooftops what's going on here yeah so it's it has like a splatoon feel to it in terms of like there's fashion um which I also want to get into like props to the team for making all of their body types and clothes gender neutral there is mm. like in my I I might be wrong here there's no gendered language within the game so mm. you just choose a body type and then uh all clothes can fit on all body types. Um, same with all faces are just like, they're just faces. There's no like gender to them, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. to see in um, an indie game, especially one that's like a sports game. And in the game, you are uh, in a 3v3 competition playing dodgeball, but the the controls are so good and the combat is so fluid. And it, after you beat one game, you're like, I just want to hop into the next one. It has become my recent obsession. Like right now, I'm like, I could just be playing some like knockout city and just like mindlessly being stupid. Like I just could play it all day. Like how does it actually play? Is how many players is there? Is it like a battle royale or how does that um, work? So it's a it's three v three. So it, it, it's best when you have like two friends to play with. Um, because I think right now they're having some server issues. So hmm. it um typically there's a lot of people at DC, similar if you play Dead by Daylight, there's a lot of people that are like DC from the game. 
There's a lot of that happening right now if you play single player. But if you have a group of two and you go against another group of three, it it's amazing. I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! I'll have to look into that. Is that a free to play mm. game or? It's free for the first twenty five levels of the game, and it takes a, it, it takes a while to get to level twenty five. You can you can right. put, you can put a solid like two hours into the game before you hit level twenty five. That is a very interesting like tactic that they're going with there. Like uh, free to I think like it's called free to start, isn't it? That particular yeah. marketing strategy. Um, interesting. Right, because like usually you'd either go free to play or just go paid, but like that free to start stuff in in a game like a uh, a competitive multiplayer game like that, I've never heard of that before. That's yeah, uh, yeah. What's really you, weird? Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say what's really weird about this game is I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like free to start. Uh, I I I was like first twenty five levels. I'm like okay, I'll play it for twenty five levels and stop playing it. I bought the game after hitting level 17 um, because I got so obsessed with it because I like their approach to level progression in that the rewards you get from level progression are randomized. Mm. So when I hit level 17, the cosmetics I've unlocked will be different than the cosmetics that you oh, nice. unlock. Yeah. But by the time you hit max level, you will have unlocked everything. It's just the the path to unlocking everything is randomized in nature. So mm, I thought that was really key. cool because in a lot of games, I feel like with you unlock cosmetics via level, everyone ends up just looking the same, hmm. just using the same cosmetics. And in this game, there's a huge variety of like people you play against and what they look like. Hmm. Do you think that this will have like the same legs as say, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to say Fortnite because obviously Fortnite is like a whole other yeah. ball game, but um, uh, what's your take on like how it's been like received by, by people so I'm, far? I, I'm curious. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I could see it just being like a, a, a niche thing. I would love to see it take off like Rocket League where it's like a mm. game that people always come back to that um, kind of has its own community that is developed from it. I do think that in order for that to happen, they're going to have to de develop it more um, to be more wide, wide reaching because a lot of people get put off by sports games. Um, and I think they're doing a good job about hitting the right aesthetic to the game to where it is. It is very consumable to like the everyday gamer. Um, I think well, I think if you said if it's if it aligns closely to like Splatoon, then that's yeah. kind of it's. Mm. That's kind of a way of going down to try and keep it more mainstream. Absolutely. Yeah. If they keep going down that route, I think that they can, mm. they, they got a hit. They got a hit, kid. Mm. Let's mm. wait until they uh, eventually release a uh, battle royale mode where 99 people yeah. can jump in and all throw balls at each other at the same time. That's like yeah. college days. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so let's let's move on to some uh, to some other chat. Um, we we have an, a, a new segment uh, where we talk about we little 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 bitties of news. Um, yeah. And and I'm I'm calling it bite sized news, but I think we should rename it Mia bite sized news. Because um, <laughs> yeah, why not? That's amazing. Because why not? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, so it, it's just the odds and sods more frequently now is literally just like the little things that have been happening within the gaming industry exactly. and considering it's uh again pride month uh we actually have uh itch.io or itch.io is offering a queer games bundle with over 200 plus games i'm actually not sure which games that they feature but like again i think you can get it for like is it ten dollars something like that uh, oh, I believe so. can, uh, yeah yeah it's, there's a link it's, to it it's just going to the chat 
Um, mm-hmm, mm. It's uh, crazy just how many things that you can get in there. I and usually when it's uh, it's games like these, like I've I've bought a few of these in the past. Like some of them are very very short experiences and demos. But uh, the nice thing about this is that they're all uh, queer focused games yes. made by uh, queer... two hundred plus um, mm-hmm. for only sixty dollars. Exactly. exactly. Um, and there's a smaller one uh, which is a ten dollar bundle as well. Yeah, there's different um, scales depending on what yeah. you can afford, but yeah, um, exactly. yeah. apparently the uh, sixty dollar version like supports all of the nine hundred and ninety developers' features. Yeah. So that's a really uh, cute one to buy if you're if you're looking for more queer games made by uh, queer developers for you know featuring queer stories. That's uh, you have no excuse. Go and uh, purchase that particular bundle, and then Absolutely. you'll have all the games that you need for the summer. So yeah, yeah, really adorable game. and uh, as. Is it was very inspiring what they did, obviously, with itch.io. Um, uh, Charlie mentioned earlier in the podcast around sort of Black Lives Matter that came out last time, uh, mm. that came out last year. Sorry, itch.io uh, did a bundle for them as well, which was yes, fundraising. That's the one that um, I bought actually. I forgot yeah. about that, and yeah, they did one last month, um, in aid of Palestine, I believe, as well. There's oh, an itch.io oh, bundle out there. I for missed a that Palestine one, fundraiser. I yeah, so that's out okay. there. So, yeah, well done, itch.io. Um, go and enjoy 200 nod fabulously queer games uh, as part of your pride um what else what else what else oh yes other big news um i think we touched on this last time because it was kind of, it was sort of brewing but obviously now we um we there are twitch tags there are a yes. lot of twitch tags there are a lot more come, twitch tags that have come available oh, yeah. well done mm-hmm. twitch there's a moth in here too I, wonderful I and a, to... twitch I... tags and a moth yeah. Tags of the moth, yeah. Where's the moth to... tag? Can we get the moth tag? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, Dylan. No, I did want to say, though, I don't think the credit can fully go to Twitch, though. It no, 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 at all. I was joking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the trans community that was out there um, advocating hardcore for yep. this. Mm, like, I, I did um, a lot of screaming on Twitter. I'm yep. not going to lie. <laughs> yes, no, but it, it was needed. I I can't, I, I, I'll take my. Uh, I'll, I'll take my streamer hat off and just put on my community marketing one. It really does mean a lot. Like I'm going to try not to get emotional because this is very emotional for me because uh, there was a lot of fighting, not fighting. There was a lot of like a lot of discussions behind the scenes and seeing so many streamers get so passionate about this project really meant a lot. I'm sorry. I'm getting like very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, it really meant a lot to a lot of us that, uh, behind the scenes that are LGBTQIA+. Um, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional about this, but I am. It really, it really uh, meant a lot, especially to like a lot of the trans employees within Twitch to see mm-hmm. like so many um, amazing advocates within the community. And um, it was like ammunition that we could use to help also advocate internally for something like this. So it really means a lot. I'm super excited mm-hmm. that it's finally out. Um, and thank you, Mia Byte and many others for being super um, vocal about this. I <laughs> I will say just to follow on that like it, it does like seeing how uh not just the the trans community came together but how so many streamers just across Twitch in general were like all came together just to like try and get this one thing done mm. and I, again I will say it took far too long um Absolutely. unfortunately but I'm so glad now that it's actually here and it actually happened and uh, we have to find a, another new cause to like fight for now <laughs> um but funny. I'm 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 happy that uh people have so many more options when it comes to again identity 
identity is is content and i know that there have been people who who wouldn't necessarily know why this is needed or start screaming and shouting about you know where's my straight tag where's my white cis male tag um just just as a reminder the whole of twitch has been a white cis male tag for a very very long time Um, the esports section is at the top of the page (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but so it's definitely something that was needed and and just as a reminder it was something that was lost when the communities went away back in in 2018 as well so it's it's nice to finally uh, put a tail end on a a story that has been been happening for a, a very long time it doesn't mean that there's not more to be done with the platform um again all respect to to twitch and staff members who work at twitch um there are, there is always more that can be done um sure. but this is definitely something to be celebrated and uh not just the trans tag there's so many other tags in here too uh included uh tags uh, for people of color tags uh for about disabilities and all facets of under the the lgbtqia rainbow of identities too which is uh fantastic i think um I don't know if uh, VTuber is is a tag that was already there or has been added, but that's also a tag now too. So yeah, I think it was fun. more. I think it was more so that um, like VTuber was one of those tags that was ha- highly requested, but they were mm, like, mm, let's mm. bump it in because it oh yeah, I mean, weird. it would look weird to like release a VTuber tag and not release a trans tag because like <laughs> the, the trans tag like was uh, something we'd be right, we'd be right on top. Of, oh, no trans <laughs> tag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But but I I do want to mention though that um it it's really cool to see um the stories that uh that have come out since of like how much the tag means to people and also big shout out to uh Trans Lifeline and Peer to Peer who like mm. kind of paved the way and showed like this is possible like this can happen mm-hmm. yeah. and um I I am just so um thankful that the community is um just so good about making sure that like they're not only lifting up um their own identities but i saw everyone coming together and like um creators who normally don't talk about lgbtqia plus um Mm. issues like on their channel were hopping in and like making sure that they were uplifting this same for like i saw many members within the uh trans community who were um very vocal um about stuff that was happening during black lives matter like uh, a lot of Twitch, a lot of people who are marginalized or uh, underrepresented groups, we come together and there's so much intersectionality within um, the streaming scene. And it's really beautiful to like see that showcase. And I think tags will help even uh, aid that further because mm-hmm. you can find people that are like you now um, on this platform. And I'm hoping that good comes from it, like going forward. Yeah, um, I think at the day... The day that it was all rolled out, it, it warmed my cold, bitter heart um, to be sitting there watching everybody's. There's loads of people clipping and putting it on Twitter um, of um, particularly trans streamers that were sort of sat there literally getting very emotional over the fact that this was their first stream using a trans tag. Um, mm. And I think that that was quite a wholesome moment. I, 
I will say, as somebody that uses the the, the trans tag personally, the first time I used it, the, and while I've been using it, the the people that have been coming in and just talking to me about like finding mm. via the tag has made like a huge difference in just 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 being like having that open and honest communication with people who are who are like you and and people have been asking me for advice and and how to deal with certain things, and I know for a fact that there will be people using that tag who are questioning whether or not they're trans and that will most likely lead to them discovering who they actually are and that's going to lead to so much positive change so it's such a fantastic thing absolutely Mm. definitely definitely what else um yeah there's there's more sorry i got a little bit i got a little bit of emotional myself there anyway so um, speaking of things that that queer people like, Dead by Daylight. Um, yes. There's new Dead by Daylight news. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why it's it's a mandate that all LGBTQIA plus people all love Dead by Daylight and play it to death. But um, new fantastic updates. There was a, a stream which revealed the Resident Evil collaboration with Dead by Daylight coming out on the 15th of this month. Uh, there are going to be several new characters added to the roster. You got yourself your new killer in Nemi, Nemesis, uh, the big old uh, bio bio weapon from Resident Evil 3. And alongside of that, you have the remake versions of uh, Leon. Leon. Uh, Jesus, why can't I not remember Leon's second name? Holy crap. Leon like Kennedy. Resident Evil 2's... Kennedy, Kennedy, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Resident Evil's one of my favorite like game franchises. Yeah. I'm literally wearing a Chris Redfield uh, top <laughs> right now. Um, and a Jill Valentine from the Resident Evil 3 remake. They're being added as survivors. And uh, they're all going to be coming with their own unique kind of perks too, which apparently I think Leon's allows you to like craft something in the game, which is a first for the series. And uh, there are going to be zombies placed in the map if you play against Nemesis, which is super, super weird, but very, very cool because it's kind of like recreating that Resident Evil experience inside another game, which is so odd. It actually boggles my mind that we live in a world (laughs) where one game can have both Silent Hill and Resident Evil at the same time. And, you know, throwing the Demigorgon from, from Stranger Things as well. It's, it, I don't know, it's it's really weird. I, like, I lost it when when that news came out. I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that you play Dead by Daylight as well. I've seen you play oh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, just to touch on that, I love the fact that I can load in a game as Demogorgon and then mm. throw Leon Kennedy onto a hook in the Haddonfield Laboratory from Stranger Things. Like, that is just like, what am I playing right It's now? mind-boggling, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the map that they're releasing as well? It's just oh. the uh, police department from, from Resident Evil 2, the Raccoon City Police Department. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And I'm pretty sure, from what it looks like, all of those models and things look so much higher fidelity than the rest of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> it seems like Capcom gave them assets from the remake for them to like work on and like change and edit and things like that because if you take a look at the um i think because they're live on the the public test service right now in the footage if you look at the models for like nemesis and leon and uh, jill um they look so much more crisp and clean than the other models around them i know that they're improving them over time but it, it does kind of seem like they they got a base to work off of there so dead by daylight is the smash brothers of uh it's true it's true and i'm genuinely like i want uh, a disney mashup next 
I really yes. want like who else can like I, I was sat here thinking about this. Who else could you get into like really embracing this kind of Smash Brothers thing? How crazy could we get this? Can we get a Family Guy? Can we get a Solar Opposites? Can we get <laughs> can we get like um? A- I think it's got to be like horror that? themed. Can we get some spirals in no, there from Virgin okay. Jeter? Yeah, there you go. Ooh, speaking of ooh, okay, this loops it all together. So not to just take away from Dead by Daylight, but a game similar that I've been obsessed with for like the last two years there is a chinese developed mobile game slash pc game that uh, is called identity five oh. um that is it plays very similarly to dead by daylight in fact i think i could be wrong about this info the developers from the mobile version of dead by daylight actually helped identity five bring their game over to u.s soil and then oh, really? the That's identity, super cool. yeah and then the identity five team helped dead by daylight bring their game to mobile Oh, cute. Um, so they, they've got a, like a fun working relationship, even though their games are very similar. But the one thing I really like is Identity 5 has like a more cutesy approach. It's free to play, um, but mm-hmm. it's like a gotcha game. So that's how they do their cosmetics. But they do fun collabs. They did a collab with like Junji Ito. So like several of uh, the horror characters from Junji Ito manga are like skins in this game. They did, like, oh, a really? They did a Danganronpa uh, collab, a Persona 5 collab like doing one with Death Note right now. So you can get like uh, characters from Death Note in the game as skins. And I'm just like, horror is in. Like <laughs> horror mm-hmm. is the moment. If you're not into horror, you're missing out. Yeah, Speaking of uh, horror in that situation, uh, Dead by Daylight are um, actually also adding uh, pride themed stuff too. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, they're adding yeah. the uh, the rainbow flag charm, uh, which is going to look great next to my uh, umbrella uh, corporation charm. Just those two. <laughs> next to each other that's going to be perfect um but yeah and they're also i think they're doing a fundraising stream that benefits the trevor project on the Mm. 18th 18th of june yeah Mm hashtag into the rainbow um they haven't announced who's hosting it yet so i'm gonna have to sit on that information because i do know who's hosting it um and we are interviewing them on gaming magazine uh next week very cool so i'm assuming keep, it's um, one of their fog whisperers i don't know who it is possible. myself but there's i'm assuming of, it's gonna be one of them. their yeah we've got a couple of whisperers we've got a couple of cool features coming up um with uh yeah with dead by daylight um over the coming weeks um cool, to support cool, cool. their pride stuff they're also doing a week-long special event from the 14th to the 20th of june um which is called blood hunt plus um mm. and uh that's on the mobile version um as well i believe that is so that's nice um and yeah sort of enjoying all of your dead by daylighting question have you played dead by daylight yet robin no it's a horror game we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you into that i can make for a very very cool cool uh digipride stream just just saying it could be robin's first first actual stream to be honest with you 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 set it up i'll play it No, no, I, I, but also I, I do want to sort of quickly go slightly off topic. I need training because the last time I tried to play something as a, I don't really do online gaming because I'm too crap to be honest with you. And I don't want to be sort of honest about the fact of how appalling I am at playing games. But the, um, the only uh, version of a kind of streamed game I've ever done was for an event I did at Christmas and we played Among Us and I hadn't played Among Us either. So, somebody was like so so, yeah so somebody said oh well come on just play the first game and you'll get used to it great so the first game it flashes up on the screen that i'm that i'm the saboteur um 
And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing, but let me just run around and see what happens. And I'm running around, literally about to like 30 seconds into the game, running around, a button come up at the bottom that says kill. And I was like, yeah, pressed it. Surrounded by other people with everyone else near me watching, because we'd only literally just started. Thing came up, said kill. Uh, I killed him. Um, and and then it, and then there's someone on chat said, now you have to defend yourself. And I was like, well, okay, um, he slipped. Um, <laughs> and it was just... <laughs> It was an icy patch. <laughs> and it's like, and they just looked at me, well, sort of metaphorically, virtually looked at me, and I'm like, I, you you got to give me some briefing as to, like, what I'm meant to be doing if I'm the killer or if I'm the saboteur or whatever. I just see a button and it says kill, and I hadn't killed anyone within 30 seconds of playing a game. And that makes me really bored, because as mm. we all know, Borderlands is my go-to, because I just want to start shooting things. So the ability to sort mm. of have to sort of, like, be stealthy and moderate and not kill people... Uh, is not quite in my nature in gaming. Okay. Ooh. I have a question then. If you're talking about Borderlands, are you yes. excited for the live action movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> because we the cast it completely we? wrong. I don't want to go yeah. too off track because we are sort of on time a little bit. But uh, no, the, the casting is just appalling. Um, weird. Fairly weird. Like it's casting. Very odd casting. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't want to d- jump too far down this rabbit hole, but there's a lot of a lot of cast I just completely disagree with. The only one I like is Jack Black being the voice of Claptrap. I think that fun. could that could work. Um, the rest of it, like you can't put Kevin Hart as Roland. Um, Kevin, unless he's going to be on a box for the entire movie, and they're just going to have to like shoot really, really cleverly <laughs> and sort of have everyone the, the, the tom cruise method uh the tom cruise method although i although rumor has it they use trenches on tom cruise films where they dig a trench and they put the other actors in the trench and so tom can stay on the ground because oh, he can do his running and stunting um allegedly uh but yeah very interesting very cool running any away more from his news? homosexual thoughts hmm? robin back um, on traffic any more news yes yeah. Uh, anyone who's uh, yes adventuring with pride is my last piece of news uh i would like to propose i get this link because i've been talking about kevin hart uh, <laughs> adventuring with pride is a five uh, e you can tell i don't play it's the, um, the dungeon and dragons thing well, right it's dungeon and dragons, dragons my e, internet has e, finally e, caught yeah. up the notes are there in front of me yeah so dungeons and dragons 5e supplement that was done by uh, two fantastic people in coventry here in the uk uh, Jack and his husband last year they they released it and they raised a ton of money for Stonewall. Um, they are doing it again with the, the amazingly titled um, Adventuring with Pride Queer We Go Again, uh, which is worth the money just for just for the title alone. Go and buy it immediately. Mm. Uh, yeah. But no, it's it's if you really want to try and play some D and D in a one shot, uh, but make it hella gay for your Pride season. Um, this is pre-written uh, characters, it's pre-written settings, it's pre-written um, adventures that is just fully rounded, beautifully queer. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely worth getting your hands on. They are on Kickstarter at the moment. I believe they have utterly smashed their target. So they're now into sort of stretch goals, which is fantastic news already. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, as I say, uh, D, uh, D&D, uh, queer stuff, what's, what's, not love, what's not to love. Yeah, they actually had a goal of like one thousand pound, and I think they just hit fourteen k. So that's yep. insane. Yeah, yep. going back that because like again, make your adventures, your D and D adventures as queer as possible. That sounds fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, one hundred page A four book, full color. 
Oh, hard hardback, mm. actual thing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You, you're get you're getting a real book. It's not mm. like a, you can have it in PDF if you want, but it's uh, it's an actual hardback. Um, three wow. brand new adventures for if they smash the stra- if they smash their stretch goal, which they have done. Um, so give them a hand. With, give them a bit more hand with that. Um, but also a load of subclasses and M- amazing NPCs and fun mm-hmm. items and fully designed characters, including a pansexual social media warlock. Uh, an adorable bungling barista wizard and a trans activist tiefling fighter. Oh my god, I love that! Yay, that's so weird because like I always try and play tieflings. Um, so well, there you go. Really there we go. There you go. You can be a tiefling fighter. Hell yes, that's wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's I think all that's the news enough. we got time for. Though. That is yeah. that is enough mere bite sized news. Um, so Dylan, it's time for your your moment in the spotlight um, for your interview. Are you ready for your close-up? I'm ready. Um, <laughs> we use yeah. this interview. It's really nice and straightforward kind of interview formats uh, to, to get to know our guests a bit more. So it's, it's nice and relaxing. Don't don't worry too much. Yeah, don't stress. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We won't put you on the spot. But, um, but do stress at the end when it's the rapid fire. Yes, um, that's when now, you have don't. to stress. For now, don't oh, stress. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and also, let me just point out, it's quick fire questions, not rapid fire. It's the alliteration, Robin. you got to have quick the alliteration. Fire quick, okay. fire yeah, quick fire questions. Quick fire like questions. questions. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's kick this off. Uh, but this is not feel... quick fire questions, sorry. This is not. This is not. No, no, This is not. This is the regular. Yeah. <laughs> this is the relaxing, very yeah. slow, not uh, yeah. very slow fire okay, questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest interview format. Anyway, what. <laughs> <laughs> with your with your uh with your stream um what do you what what is what is it about your content that you feel like attracts people to it what is the one thing that that, that you like about it's, your content that you think people dig yeah it's it's kind of strange it's evolved um because i've been on the platform mm. for about six plus years going on seven and so um not only has my like name changed my brands changed the content i produce has changed um I think nowadays the stuff that draws people in is I'm, I can be very self-deprecating. Um, that's just always been my style of humor. My go-to tagline to describe my stream is whether you're laughing at me or with me, I don't care as long as you're laughing. Mm. Um, so I don't care whether I'm the butt of the joke or not. And I think that has carried me through to like how I produce myself. I don't care whether I make a fool out of myself or I'm, I, uh, I'm cringy. I'm purposely cringy. Like, like that's just kind of my vibe. It's always been my vibe since I was um, on my YouTube days. And so I think that's kind of what draws people in. Um, it has been tough though, because I don't do this full time anymore because I now mm. work for Twitch. So it's always been like a side hobby now. Um, and as I get further and further into my career working for Twitch, it's been harder and harder to produce like new original content for Twitch because I devote so much of my time to my role internally. So I, I've been committed to it. I, I just now moved to Missouri with my husband and I'm like, you know what? Let's play Mass Effect. Let's let's just play a story-based game and just really dive ourselves in. So I feel like I'm on this like next evolution of like what my content is going to be because now I'm like a boring stay-at-home. Like I feel like a dad. I'm not a dad, but I feel like a boring stay-at-home dad. Stay-at-home like, mom. Yeah, stay-at-home mom. There you go. Yeah. It's quite cute though, because like I I'd love that pretty much everything about the the stream is how you're just being authentic to yourself you don't put yourself out there as like a representative of twitch or anything like that it's like you go there and it's just detached from all of that and you can just have some fun 
with uh, with Dylan and just make fun of Dylan if you if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My community loves to do it. I think that's actually one of the cool parts uh, because my role within Twitch is I am a community marketing manager. Mm. So we really, it's part of our role to really understand the streaming community and what streaming's like. So it's actually actively encouraged that we continue streaming um, based off of the um, the team that I'm with. So everyone on my team streams on Twitch. Um, like my my boss, Mary, um, she's also a streamer, Mary Kish. Um, and like, there's, I, it's, I love it. Like we can all, like, we get it. So like whenever something happens within the streaming space, we're like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, what is this new product? Like hmm. streams go and it's cool to like have someone internally that you can bounce these questions off of, hmm. which I really appreciate. Hmm. You mentioned in the last answer about your YouTube days. Um, we as Game Magazine spoke to you about two years ago now. Um, as I think you, you were one of our first, um, streamer spotlights and at the time we were talking about the fact that you're you were sort of in in the before times um famous very famous for having a youtube uh videos that were uh beautifully recreating reality tv shows uh in the sims and that was sort of something that's always really stuck with me um where did that idea come from and how genuinely how long did it take to execute because even thinking about that has given me a headache <laughs> so i am obsessed with reality show television i have since i was like a young kid um i love survivor i love big brother i love social deduction kind of games and so when i started out on youtube i really loved the sims because it's like the perfect simulation playground where you can build whatever you want and, and like play around with characters especially from a youtube format you can add like voices to the characters if you want you can like try to pose a character in a specific spot and so i was like i wonder if there is a way i can create reality shows within the sims and have them played by themselves or i don't have to like choose the outcome of like mm. out and what happens the game's doing it for me so i took several months to figure out like what mods to download and like what systems I would put in place. And that's where I, again, like we're talking about evolution of content. I think people's content is always changing. Like, especially if you see me, the if you go back to my old videos and then my videos of the middle part of my career on, on YouTube and then the end are completely different. And so I ended off my YouTube career because I don't upload on YouTube anymore um, as this person that just recreated things in The Sims. I loved it. I have like drag queen survivor that's yeah. on there. I've got um YouTuber Big Brother. I've I've got like I did a full Danganronpa original like voice acted series that I did in The Sims. So Oh really? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Even, I didn't know about that one. I'm currently doing a uh, Danganronpa 2 playthrough where I uh voice Monokuma. It's uh it's yes. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I get to uh scream it's punishment time quite a lot so i just i i kind of like love that um how yeah. how uh how long ago was this again like was this before you started streaming or is that like simultaneous to that yeah so i, I can talk a little bit about my start so i actually uh there's a youtuber way back in the day uh, his name was will shep and he was him and his partner rj um i don't think they're together anymore he had started out as a gaming uh gay very out gay man uh, in the gaming space on YouTube. And so we started playing Minecraft together and he started streaming on Twitch. Um, and he had been trying to push for partnership. And so 
Oops, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I tagged onto his streams and I started streaming and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I'm really much enjoying this. And he kind of dropped off. He didn't, he didn't stop streaming and went back to doing YouTube stuff. And I really like took off doing that. And so I was doing uh, probably the most unhealthy time in my life was when I was doing full-time YouTube, full-time Twitch, because mm. I was producing content at all hours of the day. I wasn't watching what I was eating. I wasn't taking care of my own body and my mental health, but that was, that was when I was the most successful. I was making um, enough money to where I could sustain myself in Nebraska, just based off the content I was producing. And um, it was like this weird time where uh, my I felt like my creativity couldn't uh, really shine because I had to produce content to serve an algorithm and mm. to serve like um, what people were searching for, which is why I really loved Twitch because you there is there was no like algorithm like that. Mm. You just showed up, you produced content, you made a fool out of yourself, and if people wanted to subscribe to you, they could subscribe to you, they could donate to you, they could donate to you, and mm. I was seeing more success doing that not only because I could be more creative and uh, silly with it, but because it was easier for me, easier in your body, easier on hmm. my mental health to do stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, it's like, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, you've been on the platform for, like you said, seven years now, and you must have seen a lot of things change over that time, um, including like, again, just like more LGBT content creators out there. And I think, I think uh, it's come up to Twitch's 10th anniversary soon. Yeah, that yeah. too. Um, with that in mind, if there were uh any other like lgbt people thinking of getting into streaming is there like any kind of advice that you'd give them or anything that you'd want to say yeah um i'm actually going to relate back to a story that i have in the in the yesteryears to relate to like uh, some advice i'd give so i remember when i first one of the first events i went to was a saint mm -hmm. jude play live event it was like their second annual one that they had ever done and i remember um I got hella tokenized as like the out gay guy on Twitch as a partner. Cause there was like no one out there that was like very vocally gay. Um, mm, love that when you go to events, it's the best thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember just the culture. I, and this is like one of the big changes that I've noticed within Twitch is the culture has changed so much, not just internally within the company, but um, outwardly within like the community at large. And I remember having three separate occasions at the St. Jude event of straight men, uh, white straight men coming up to me, um, asking if they could have a pass for offensive language they were using on their streams towards gay men. And I was like, first off, what you're, what you're not going to do is corner me at an event and ask for forgiveness for actions that you, you did on your stream. Second of all, this is like way back in the day. I'm like, why were you not banned for this? Like, <laughs> why why was this language like even allowed in the first place mm -hmm. and so i remember like being specifically at this event and getting cornered and had i had that conversation with them but i didn't stand up for myself is the thing because in this career i felt like you had to act a certain way or be a certain way to succeed and so my advice would be stand up for yourself don't let someone push you around based off of the identity that you are, who you are as a content creator. Similarly, another story that relates to this, back to my YouTube days, 
is I used to be managed by Disney uh, for my uh, YouTube content. And they flew me out to an event to play with kids uh, playing Minecraft in, the, in a movie theater. They were starting this like esports scene. My um, username back in the day was Ape at Homo because I was like very out there with like the content I was like, I was like very gay. Mm-hmm. So I'm at this event that Disney has kind of put together and there's a bunch of other like guys who are playing uh, Minecraft and uh, I think like one woman who was also part of this event and the kids were like fascinated with me. Um, even one came up to me and was just like, this is super cool. Um, I have two moms like this is like really need to see like a, a, a like an L, a gay person like playing video games with me. And so I had one of the assistants at the event come over to me and she's like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave um the the event stopped playing with these kids and i was like why and she's like well we had a few complaints from some of the parents that um you playing uh, minecraft with their kids is making them feel uncomfortable so i didn't stand up for myself because i didn't know like the proper approach to this and so i got up um i i left the event i stood in the very back and I watched as these other content creators who I had been collaborating with and making videos with were having fun with these kids and I couldn't because I was gay and I was very outwardly gay. And so uh, also shame on them because they went out of that, business. Yeah, that's awful. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. absolutely awful. Yeah. They went out Jesus. of business. Also the Disney management company went out of business as well. Um, so I mean, karma, but- Karen. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's things like that that still happen to this day in this industry, especially to like uh, black content creators, uh, trans uh, creators within this industry. Um, the, the culture has shifted uh, significantly, but these things still happen. So my advice, stand up for yourself. Don't let someone tell you otherwise. You can still succeed in this industry by being vocally um, supportive of your of your identity and who you are. Yeah. Great. Agreed. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. Um, considering that you've been on the the platform for uh, again that seven years, what would you say is some of the most memorable things that you've done both on Twitch or either IRL events? Like what 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 are those key things that you remember? Oh, I there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of cool things. So mm. one time I collaborated with the government of Australia. Oh really? Yeah. And they flew myself and a fellow streamer, Shovel, um, out to Australia to cover their Indie Games Festival that they had going on down there, their Indie Game Awards. So that was really cool. I felt um, I felt so, I hate to say it, I felt like a baller because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like literally the, the government of Australia is paying for this. Like all the emails were like official Australian government of Melbourne. Uh, they like flew us out there. So that was super neat. Um, another really cool thing was uh, Gamer X when those were happening. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to meet other uh, developers within the space who were creating their own indie video games or who are just like kind of getting into the scene and to hear the stories on the other side. Cause I'm like, I play video games, I stream video games, I don't develop video games. So I always find it fascinating to hear like the behind the scenes stuff and hearing mm-hmm. from these like, titans within the industry who had to go through their own struggles in order to become uh powerful figures within the gaming space also what was really cool side note i got to go to e3 once and i learned that ubisoft is hella gay and i love it um (laughs) back when like booth babes were a thing 
I remember they were like the one company that were like, you know what, we're going to hire gay men to be our booth babes. <laughs> and so I remember going to their E3 and it was all these like very conventionally attractive men who were like sitting people down. I'm like, they picked you up from WeHo, didn't they? Like they, <laughs> yeah. they, someone went around and was recruiting people in WeHo. They put a shout out on Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was really cool. I don't know. Just, there's, there's a lot of fun opportunities mm-hmm. within the space. Awesome. awesome. Um, obviously we, talked a lot about you being uh, one of Twitch's first out and proud uh, streamers. How does it feel for you now? And we sort of did touch on this a little bit when we talked about the tags, but how does it feel now working to bring through the next generation almost of queer streamers? <laughs> it's, I'm not it's, calling you old at this point, but relatively, <laughs> Twitch Twitch wise, relatively speaking. <laughs> I, I'm loving it. Um, I, again, like I think... It's really cool to see. Uh, here, let me let me let me get. Uh, the, I mean, say my point better. It's really cool to see. Back in the day, a lot of people's identity was their content. Um, you kind of put on this mask of being like the gay person or the X person that created content, and now we're seeing people whose identity is enriching their content. It is not the content at large. It is the aspect that kind of shapes their stories that they create on their streams, Mm -hmm. which I love. Like I can go right now and go to like the trans tag or the gay tag or the black Mm -hmm. tag and see 50 different streamers with 50 different types of content that they're producing. And every single streamer is going to be completely different um, from one another. And that's what I love to see. We're seeing so many success stories now on Twitch and uh, within like the entertainment industry of people who are feeling more comfortable coming out, uh, comfortable uh, being who they are, mm. um, be- more being more comfortable and like vocally supportive of uh, causes. Because I remember that was like a death sentence back in the day to like be vocally advocate for anything because... Um, if you did that, A, the algorithm didn't like you, or uh, B, streamers just stopped going to your streams because uh, gaming culture was like, well, you got to make it so political, yeah. bro. Like, you know, stuff like that. So it's fun to see the culture change and to see these success stories. And um, I don't want to take any credit for that. Absolutely not. I didn't, I didn't do anything. All I did was I got hired at Twitch and I can advocate for stuff internally. But it's cool to see um, people hit that road running and just succeed mm, mm. it's lovely to see like, like people actually working internally at twitch who who want those same things who who want progress and and change and and to make things better for for everybody um but going switching the focus back again to to yourself though um the future uh, after after the uh well we talked about the before times uh uh <laughs> Uh, in the after times, once everything is over, uh, once the pandemic is kind of like blown over eventually, uh, is there is there any future plans that you have either on or off stream, like events that you'd like to go back to or or things that specifically you have planned but are like putting aside for a little bit? Yeah, um, I've been kind of getting into podcasts a little bit. Um, it's just been kind of fun to do as like a fun side uh, gig. So like my friend Beth and I, we've been... Uh, I've been a longtime fan of the show Lost, and she's a mm. big-time fan of the show The Nanny, 
And so we're like, let's just do a podcast where we review Lost in the Nanny. Like, just because we can. And so... <laughs> That's an amazing combination. Yeah. yeah. So she's watching a show that she's never seen before that I'm a huge fan of. And I'm watching a show that she's a huge fan of that I've never seen. And mm. so I'm watching the nanny for the first time. She's watching Lost for the first time. And we can like just shoot the shit and have fun. But outside of like podcasting, it's um my I guess my my plan is and this is where I'm like um uh, co- content's evolving. My 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 plans for my future are less so focused on the content I'm producing and more so like big life changes. Mm. So like my five-year plan is like maybe I would love to like move to Ireland with my husband. Cause that's where he's originally from. And we can mm-hmm. like settle down and get a house. Um, if, if I do produce content, I want it to be something that's like authentic and silly and stupid and less so to like look on the viewership side and like uh, strive for some sort of viewership number. I just want to do it just because I felt like it was a good idea in my head and it probably will flop externally, but <laughs> I had fun producing it, you know? Mm. Um, so I think it's just like one-off ideas that I'll have at night. And I'm like, let's just do this. Oh yeah. That's wonderful. Um, go ahead. Oh, Sorry, uh, yes. I was about to, yeah, I was about to say, um, a, that sounds really good. I think it's really important that people do to that advice on board, like do stuff for you. Do not do stuff for like, for your numbers um occasionally obviously you need to make a living if you are a full-time streamer um but yeah i I think it's really important to kind of balance off that you still have to do stuff that makes you happy it's yeah there's one thing that that doesn't get talked about a lot is that like people don't really you have to kind of like take that time to focus on yourself as well and get your life in order because it has a Mm. direct effect on the content that you're able to create if your life isn't going well or if you're like putting if you're being unkind to Mm. yourself outside of the the content you create it will be reflected uh in what you do and it will restrict you from from being able to 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 do things so it's it's definitely worth focusing on that hell yeah i think a big uh, another piece of advice to follow up with that uh mia is i i think everyone is scared to take a break from things or to Mm. focus uh, especially in the streaming space because we're so live and we're always in the here and now yeah you feel like it's not working for you take two months off Mm. take three months off if uh it may hurt you in the long run like it like or sorry it might hurt you in the short term in terms of like actual viewership it's going to help you in the long run because you're going to take that time to figure out Mm. what's best for you because at the end of the day like streaming is not the end-all be-all of your livelihood in your life um this industry is constantly changing and constantly um, new things are coming out. So always focus on you because you will always be there. You are the constant within that entire thread. So if you're like you, like Mia said, if you're not right, then the mm. content's not going to be right either. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It is now quick fire questions time. It is. Yes. yes. So again, this is literally just like, well, not necessarily first thing that comes to mind, but like just answer quickly. It does, You don't have to like think about it for a long time. Uh, it's just it's just whatever comes off the top of your head, you know, um, but you only get one sentence per question. So <laughs> unless we like decide to dig into something a little bit more. Yeah. All right. What's been your favorite game this year? I have to think Mass Effect. Oh, okay. Interesting. What was the most memorable game from your childhood? Shadow of the Colossus. Nice. Who's your favorite video game character? Mm, Kratos. 
Mm. Uh, what game do you most want a sequel to? Spore. Ooh, uh, who would be Let's your go. dream? Yeah, who would be your dream stream guest? So if you get anybody alive or dead, celebrity or streamer, who would who would you who would you like on? Freddie Mercury. Ooh. Nice. Yes. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Um. Ooh. I don't know. I. I well, I don't know. Nothing. We'll really circle back me. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's yeah. really excited me so far. Okay. Oh, if you well, that's that's that's, that's valid. Uh, if you're there, you go. If Oh, okay. What's that? Sorry, this God, this of God of War game that's going to be coming. Yes, out in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, looks really interesting. Uh, mm. If you were marooned on an island, which three games would you want to have with you? Any games? No, it's a very, it's a very technical island. There's Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> I would probably bring um, Kingdom Hearts because I love that game. I could constantly replay it. I would bring world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 because i'm an mmorpg kind of guy which game has the best soundtrack oh undertale mm. that is a fantastic mm. answer that is a good and answer. uh this is the last question now feel free to uh take all the time that you need on this because it is where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on the channel Ooh. okay you can find me at twitch.tv slash 8bitdylan. I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 p.m. CST, with every Friday being a Fright Night Friday because I am a horror fiend. Um, so we're playing different indie horror games, different types of horror content. But you can also find me on my podcast at Hot Mess Moments on Twitter or uh, just Hot Mess Moments is the name of the, the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube if you want the video version. I'm also uh, working really hard at Twitch as the community marketing manager. So um, if you uh, ever want to like shoot the shit and just talk about anything Twitch related or video game related, hit me up on my Twitter at 8BitDylan. And other than that, that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say my line. Yeah. <laughs> say your line. Say the line. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us um it's been genuinely a pleasure it's been chaotic and we wouldn't have it ever, any other way um and thank you for being here for digi pride as well uh, it does mean a lot to, to sort of be in for our first digi pride uh, podcast i'm so hyped like you got y'all got some uh some fun stuff in store from the inklings that i've seen on on twitter and on the website i cannot wait the the if you head over to, um, just another quick shout out, if you go over to our DigiPride hub, which is at gamemag.com forward slash DigiPride, we have revealed about 70% of what's coming. Um, August is a bit empty at the moment. There is a very big reason why um, I can't say anything about that. Um, you can possibly look at the sponsors that we have and figure out what's missing and what we haven't announced yet and what might line up there for in August. But that's all I'm saying on that one. Uh, but yeah, but, this is, yeah. We, we have some amazing stuff coming up. Um, as I say, it's, it's, it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic three months. Uh, and what a great way to kick it off with your gorgeous self. And of course, Charlie, a big thank you to Charlie, who was here earlier, yeah. um, from yes. Xbox, our presenting partner for yeah, our wonderful, wonderful guests. Um, now I do want to say a big thank you to everybody that, uh, watched this live, or if you listen to this, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the gaming podcast live. Uh, we will be back in two weeks time with our, uh, with our second 
DigiPride special with special guest uh, Bitch Pudding. So that Absolutely. should be a lot of fun. And we are joined, uh, yes, we're joined by Bitch Pudding. We're also joined um, by the wonderful Steph from uh, Sports Interactive, uh, which is a Sega mm. studio. So we're nice going to have a little place. chat with her at the top of the show about the work that she does at Sega. Hell yes. And if you li- if you uh, want to listen to any of these episodes, uh, the Game Podcast Live is also available on all good podcast platforms, wherever good mm-hmm. podcasts are sold. Mm-hmm. You can listen to like the backlog and stuff. And yeah. if you happen to be listening to one of those podcasts and want to check out the recordings live, you can head on over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. Gaming mag sorry. Mug. Mm, gaming mug. It's completely different. It's, uh, it's a Final <laughs> it's Fantasy the, related the one, podcast. The one for cats. <laughs> yes, the gaming. <laughs> God damn it. Twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. Uh, yeah. That is G A Y M I N G M A G. And hit the follow button. We would love to have you here. Uh, but in the meantime, don't forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine over on the website. So thank you so much, everybody, for being here. And we will see you all soon. Bye see for you now. Bye. Bye.